It's driving while well, awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grimes. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. He's Brian. I'm Art. I'm Lane. Glenn. Glenn, welcome. Thank you. How do uh, how do you say your Instagram name? Uh, auto otaku. Do you want yeah. to explain? Wait, uh, auto. It was kind of a auto auto otaku. otaku yeah. yeah. So otaku is the name for like people in Japan that have a certain obsession towards something, but really obsess. Sensitized. Uh, I don't know what the word yeah, is. Yeah, it's a really hard term. It, it doesn't translate it, it's well. It's kind of negative, uh, yeah. but it's kind of like an inside joke. Uh, me and my buddy uh, were actually thinking of doing some, I, I can't even remember. It was like maybe selling parts or something, Japanese yeah. parts. And it was, uh, we were thinking, or maybe it was importing Japanese finished cars or something like that. And we thought of the name Auto Otaku. So would you say your car crazy? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, kind of. It, it kind of. We, we changed the Instagram name. It kind of stuck. And then, you know, the whole Petrolicious video. They had like uh, Otaku written on it, and even Jalopnik wrote some negative comments about me. So oh, oh awesome. really? Yeah. Well, let's get into that. Are not Otaku? Yeah. Well, no. They were they were saying that uh, I'm hipster slash Otaku or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So hipster. I mean, Otaku yeah. street cred is sort of like, like a geek kind of, but it's very different. Than but it's hipster. like, but it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's car nerd. Yeah. Or yeah, you're saying car and then nerd. Car, like yeah, I thought it was just you know kind of a funny funny way to say you know yeah. did car, you ever, car obsessive. Did you ever obsessive? see the website Auto Otaku? I think it was Mike Garrett from who's now at Speed Hunters that had it. Uh, no. Or was that Noriyado? I think it was Auto Otaku, like uh, Auto Hyphen Otaku. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I think okay. it was Mike no, Garrett. It was like yeah. early days, and he would basically just kind of uh, cover the Japanese scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I never seen it. I thought maybe it was yeah, inspired by where it came from. Right. So, how should we do this? Should we start with project updates, get them out of the way, or what? Yeah, we can do that. Um. So Glenn, maybe we'll go last because yeah. he's got some yeah, going yeah. to his car. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, what do you got, Warren? Um, nothing really. I was actually going to throw it out to the listener. A little shout out. Shout, shout out. out to the BMW Whoa. peeps. Um, I need a six-button onboard computer for my E30. Mm. Mine has gone from predator mode to now the LCD has started to bleed. It's done. Mm. I, just, I just need a new one. But How much to rebuild one? I don't. Do they do that? Seems like somebody should. Nice. Throw it out there and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google search it, man. They, they do rebuild like the, like the Audi LCDs always go bad on, in the clusters. So maybe the other, there could be someone out there. Uh, but is it different than a six series or is it the same? It's the same, but it has to be a six button for my six specific. I think I had some lying around. I'll look. I've heard this story before. Oh, I had some cup holders. They're really sick. I don't know where those no. are. <laughs> I had an armrest. We never that. sold them. They should be somewhere. Cool, man. Cool story. Might have been thrown away. Rad. You and Ruben can throw all your BMW parts away. Oh, I threw some away, too. I had one of those six button control Dude, panels. Dude, actually, hit up Ruben. Did he strip like his AC and dash and all that shit? Like all no, his climate control? He didn't take no, his dash out. No, he's keeping all that stuff. Oh, really? But uh, anyways... If you have a six-button onboard computer for an E30 and you're not looking for $200 for it, just add some Dakota digital gauges in there. 
What is that? You don't know what that is? (laughs) That's like the hot rod version of totally adding digital gauges instead of the stock ones from like the 50s. I guess that's revealing my auto otaku nerdiness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I took the thing out and I, and I was looking at being able to take it apart because I've been able to clean up some LCDs on pagers back in the day. Oh, what? What? A little rubbing alcohol. You know what's up. But, uh, there's no visible way to do that without fucking it up. So mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I'm throwing it out there. Shout out. Shout out. Right, You're basically fine. begging for shit. I'm Would begging be for down? a Becker Mexico like this D <laughs> hole over here. <laughs> Which is technically not mine, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you need Dude, the sale's not yet? done yet. Art that, needs... You pick it up yet? No. No. I don't think it was on a guaranteed sale. It was just taking <laughs> pictures of your car. And help. Well, part of the deal was he was going to have to answer all these questions. But now, well, logistically, I'm not sure how that would work. yourself. You're on it. I am enjoying myself. Okay. I'll, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. Okay. I already have. You don't no, it does. It doesn't make. It absolutely car, doesn't make any sense to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I hey. I'm hey, we're not stealing it for my uh, my <laughs> friend who's kind my of my grandfather who doesn't know how to use the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that was originally part of the deal for better or worse. Because you were scared, yeah. and now you're not. Scared. I was scared. He's yeah. not one word about when you. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Ignition, like. and you like. Move it back or advanced, you know, advanced or, or oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, right, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So when you you're uh, slow. Yeah. All right, Brian. Project car updates. <laughs> Glenn's like, what is that's that? All, that's right? all you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, oh well, I did. I lent my Mighty Max out to Brian. Oh, you sure did. My back was hurting. You made me unload some shit. Your oh, back wasn't hurting after that. I have a strong back, Brian. <laughs> I think you're lying right <laughs> no, now. Did hurt like Dude, yeah, right. I had to take some aspirin that Dude, night. I was, yeah, I was. Well, like... part of the plan was Brian was going to borrow my truck, the Mighty Max, but I had 500 pounds of flagstone in the back of it, and so we unloaded it for him to be able to borrow it. It was heavy. Yeah, and it was like, you know, after a podcast, so it's late, and you're like, let's just try to, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to expect, really, but I expected less heavy pieces of flagstone, and so you're just kind of doing it quick, and you tweak stuff. Yeah, pick something, mm-hmm. tweak yeah. it. Well, sorry about that, but how was No, that was all right. No, it was great. I'll yeah, that's... review. I'll tell you. Okay, so I drove the Mighty Max. Uh, it really makes me remember how solid the hard body, the Nissan hard body pickup was. This thing is such a tin can. Oh, yeah. It's fun though. Yeah, flimsy, you know, yeah, no flimsy. You throw the throw the elbow out the window. Mm-hmm. It's, I uh, yeah, I was, it was mobbing down Glen Canyon. It handled terribly. Yeah, <laughs> it's so stiff. Those are newer shocks, really. Yeah, dude, it feels like two by fours in there. Terrible. I think I picked the cheapest shocks I could buy for it. I like. I was wondering, is it like supposed to be a heavier duty version? You know how they have the little trucks that are one tons and they're just super stiff. I would imagine. I don't know. It felt like that. It yeah. just it, there's no give in the suspension. No, it bounces around like crazy. Yeah. Um, bench but, seat. Yeah, bench Does seat. Does that have a temp gauge? I don't even remember. <laughs> it has like no gauges. No. Yeah, I don't I know. saw a speedometer in there. Did, did you have a CD plan or something? It was super weird music. And I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It has it, no antenna, so I just tune into the college radio station, and so whatever you were getting. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was either that or KZSC. It was yeah. 8.1 KZSC. Yeah. Jensen? Is that what you have in there? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's the worst the worst. It's so it's super buzzy. You know, you're shifting through the gear, super buzzy through like every point in the rev range. Mm-hmm. Did it do it's the fun. job? Uh, I didn't even end up using it. Oh, what? Unfortunately, I mean, I set this up with you and last minute the deal was off. Oh, I see. I see. So, what kind of deal was um, this? It, I forget, we were picking up some like uh, piece of furniture. Oh, and oh I it, thought it you were... sold. 
I thought you were borrowing it. Wait, why did they think you're? Oh, because Christina was bringing her Jeep. Well, it, there was like a dual purpose, so we still it's wanted to use. So Blackstone we... furniture, and then I took the Jeep in and scanned it for the check engine light. Oh, which okay. Yeah, turned out to be an oil pressure sensor code, which doing a little research is very, very common, but it lives under the intake manifold. Um, nice, and it's likely a warranty repair. Yeah, so it wouldn't have been, but we got the extended warranty, so that jumps into my project updates. So yeah. Jeep went in for service. They try to pull this stuff like, uh, oh, you know, you need to authorize this payment. And I said, no, my wife just handed you the extended warranty information. And even though, like, they had called while she was there, like, standing in front of them, they had to call again. And uh turns out there's a $100 deductible for – that's normal? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, it's normal. Okay. But, but so that's all good. Yeah. You know, $800. Under the – yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what the total came to, but we have it back. So um, that's all good. I can start adding up the dollars that I'm actually using out of the extended warranty, which who knows if it'll add up to what we paid for it. I don't remember what we paid. Good. But, yeah, that's don't good remember. to just get it taken care of. It's um, better not to remember that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that shit's kind of expensive, right? Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. thousands. Probably like, bucks. two to three grand. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, the, uh, Mercedes 230 project with parts cars on bring a trailer. That's big, man. Pretty big. So big. it went up last night. No reserve. No and, reserve auction. And someone as of what, 11 a.m. bid $114. <laughs> so you're, you're $90 yep. to post it, right? To That's right. It. So you're, Fifteen bucks. Adding fifteen bucks. Nice. Well, no, I did an Instagram ad. I paid twenty dollars <laughs> for that. So, that. Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm 119 in. I'm still in the hole. Still yeah. hole five bucks, but we're, we'll get there. So, listeners, five more dollars, and that will get us even. And you can have a lot of work on your hands. No, glorious. Uh, no work. Glory. There's been some fun comments, like yeah. some people chiming in with like very detailed thoughts on how you could finish this project. Not just that, people are saying they love seeing that stuff on Bring a Trailer again. A couple people said that. Yeah, like, I saw that it's too. been a long time since we've this truly true, seen bring a, a Bring a Trailer. Stuff. Yeah. My favorite like, comment though was Bring Two Trailers. That, yeah. that was yeah. the comment. <laughs> well, that's certainly true. Um, One guy was like, the engine is clearly bad because it's been sitting in the elements, and then Art had to go in. And oh, yeah, it's, it was totally covered. Yeah, we yeah. pulled the shit off of it. I mean, it wasn't like wet or anything. Well, I mean, but that engine is. I'm making no claims on that. You know, like but there, there was an issue, not, and it's kind it's of a, worthless. It's a head gasket. Yeah. Well, it might be a head, and it's yeah, an it's exhaust good. exhaust manifold's broken. Like yeah, there's but, a crack there. Yeah, that's not part of the engine. Yeah, Besides, I mean, use it for whatever you want. It's your paperwork. parts thing. Yeah, uh, the there's plenty swap, of parts with it. it that, that's the idea. Yeah, not a boat anchor though, right? Uh, what else one. is going on? You got any other updates besides the the Mercedes? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, so I drove Theo's car. Yeah, here tonight, the 2002. So that's being presented to you as you should buy it. Yeah. So he uh, his work is kind of changing. He's got a lot of different toys. Um, and he's, he's always traveling a lot. China, right? Exactly. So uh, he's moving out of his house and he's kind of just offloading stuff. So last night he texted me, uh, seeing if I wanted to buy it, and I was like. You know, I have the Skylark, and, uh, you know, I would like to seriously consider it, but uh, there's kind of a lot to, to shuffle right there. Um, but, you know, it gets the wheels turning. So a couple a couple details is uh, Christina is less enthusiastic about 
using the Skylark as a family car. Like, I found that we're just not jumping in that car on the weekends like we were in the beginning. Why is that? A couple reasons. Uh, she does bring up the safety thing. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, it's been hot in Santa Cruz for, uh, if we're just going on a, you know, Maya is taking naps throughout the day and, uh, we're just jumping in the car to go do something. It's pretty appealing to jump in the Jeep, which is insulated, tinted windows, comfortable AC. seats, AC, yeah. you crank all that stuff and you're good. Um, I enjoy sweating it out in the Skylark, but you know, it's, it's a whole nother deal and it's not totally straightforward. So the past couple weekends I've found that we haven't been using it as much. And so it, you know, like thoughts are going through my mind. Like, you know, I bought this as a family car. If, we're, if really we're not using it, like maybe I was picturing that scenario being different, uh, than it, than it really is. And, you know, if we're not using it for that, then, uh, you know, do I really need four seats and all that stuff? Bring a trailer. Dude, why did you just slap me in the face? Wow, you got him. <laughs> All right, thanks. Sorry. Mosquito on my I face. I just slapped Brian in the face to kill a mosquito, and I, I didn't even see the mosquito. That was the best part. success. <laughs> it just happened to me. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, I met Theo for lunch and uh, took a drive in the 2002. We already talked about my impressions on that, but um, so it's interesting. That's a That's a different update than I was expecting. You know, thoughts on the Buick, and then this other car comes into your your zone unexpectedly. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so I don't know. If I didn't have a podcast to talk about car shit, I would keep all of these thoughts to myself, because I feel like there's, you know, like, a period where you think about it, and you're, like, you know, just feeling things out. But yet, you know, we have a weekly podcast, so every this week you've got to you got to have uh, all your weekly actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. weekly. So or how does that work? It means the same thing. Yeah, it's a, yeah. We, yeah, we looked it's, it up. Biweekly <laughs> is confusing. Yeah. Seems like it's every other week. Yes, it's it both. Is. It technically means both. Huh. Yeah. But Aloha. I usually think of it as Aloha every other. Lane. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So would you uh, bring a trailer to the Skylark? Uh, I don't think that's the venue for it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if there was a venue, you know, I mean, what other venue like the Ham, eBay, Ham Radio? Like you would just go live and just <laughs> we got a Skylark for sale. Breaker Skylark uh, for sale. Um, Hang out at the Social Security office. I think eBay would be good. Donut shop. Getting a lot of uh, Midwest and stuff. Internet. Yeah, where they're all rusted out and stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's yeah, the bring a trailer is definitely more European focus as far as Absolutely. what sells well. Yeah, just and the American cars don't really Japanese and and yeah, there's I don't think you get as much money, but that's a good call. eBay for the Midwest, yeah. Eastern, I have East Coast not, guys. Yeah, I have not followed any like domestic sales on BAT, Shocking. so I have no idea. But Brian, the I feel like is your fir- your favorite car you've ever owned. So you was it a number one, one? Yeah, at I one think time? So. Um, well, no, my number one was my uh, Specky Thirty. Oh, it was number two. Uh, so top three. So this is kind of funny, actually. So while I'm I'm, I'm having these thoughts about the Skylark last week, and uh, so I reached out to the new owner of my Specky Thirty, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to trade a Skylark for the race car?" <laughs> Are you wacky like me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, testing the waters, like I would say. That's like a, that's an art question. I was kind of channeling him. Uh, he's not interested. No. Also, <laughs> no. he said he's put like 
fifteen grand into it since he bought it from me. Oh, Holy crap! Geez, which I'm kind of calling shenanigans on, but he, he could. Motor. He could build a motor. You could really sort the rear suspension. suspension out. Uh, there's there's definitely a few things you what, could spend money on. Trying to like blame you for selling him a. Shitty. No, absolutely he's not. He's saying way more. basically, I he he was saying, "Are you looking for an E30?" And I told him, "No, I was, you know, like the only one I'm really interested in is is the one I built. You know, uh, it's kind of like a sentimental thing." Um, uh, and then he told me that he's put that. So I think what he's trying to say is, uh, it's it's not yours it's anymore. A, it's above your price range, <laughs> basically. Uh, I'm not gonna sell it to trade it to you for he's a like, shitty ten thousand dollars Skylark, and I had to fix all that. <laughs> you still race it or? He does, yeah. Yeah. Is it now like a front runner or I didn't I didn't get into personal questions like that. So <laughs> But uh yeah, I mean, so I was you could take a car like that and put the license plate back on and use it once or twice a year for for Coastal Range Rally stuff and that would actually be pretty fun. Um but uh You have to wear a helmet though. You do. Maybe you could wear like a skateboard helmet though. Hmm. Be a little weird. Skateboard helmet? What the hell's a skateboard helmet? I, I mean, what's his, you know, people were bringing fully caged cars on Coastal Range and they weren't wearing helmets. So you could risk cool. it, you know, you risk it for a, a weekend uh, if you want. It's not a crazy deal. Yeah, I mean, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, you, can wear, you can wear a helmet. Yeah, wear a football helmet. Dude, I, I'm, that could be a Brian move. <laughs> People make these decisions. It's but not... the kicker one was just the, the, the... <laughs> one bar. I was driving home on Skyline the other day, and there's E36, no, E46 M3, and he, he's, like, just pulled over or something, and I go by him, and I look over, and he has a full-on race helmet. What? Wow. And then he takes off behind me and passes me on the straight, wow. passes the car ahead of me. He's, like, doing runs up and down Skyline or something with a full Smart. helmet on. Maybe yeah. it's smarter. Did he have a cage? I didn't notice. Hmm. I have oh, done that before. Stock, Rally though. edition. The car looks stock. Stock <laughs> mobbing. Are you done? Is that it? Uh, no. The Skylark. Did I mention last week that the top, top had a ripped. rip on it? Yeah. yeah. Did you take it in? Uh, I sent pictures by email, and uh, pretty interesting story. Like, I was just talking to the uh, dudes today, so I sent that... Yesterday or maybe the day before, I got a call today. It turns out it was from the guy who runs the top company, uh, and he dialed me by accident instead of the upholster. Uh, and he was talking to me in the beginning like I was the upholstery guy, um, and then like later I I you know I, I figured it out like oh you know he thinks I'm the other guy so I tell him and it, it was after he was like kind of revealing this whole like you know like don't tell the customer this until we're sure we can get this deal and I was like oh okay well wait, I'm actually the customer and he's like oh shit you know? <laughs> um, but the guy was like totally standing behind everything and he was talking about like trying to get a free top if he could and all the stuff that would be like super customer friendly. Aren't you glad he bought the top for you? Yes. Right. So glad. It was so, 100% on you if that, if you brought him the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, on further investigation, I was chatting with him. He was telling me some places to look. It wasn't making sense to me how this rip would occur. And I was like, I had the top up and then halfway down and looking at where it would like get caught on something. And then I, I ended up hanging up the phone. I was going to take some photos and then only then did I lower it completely. And, uh, when I lowered it all the way, it's obvious. Like one side, uh, it doesn't have enough slack and it's right at the point. Uh, so it's like, attached to the body up 
on the side next to the, uh, you know, the body line. And then, you know, when you fold it down, it goes down into the well and wraps around the, the frame of the thing. And so, uh, there wasn't enough slack on the pa- driver side at that section right there. So one side, it's super loose. Uh, the other side, it's super tight, and that's exactly where the rip is. So uh, they just didn't give enough slack in the installation. So I, I don't know actually what what's going so to happen yet. Cut you some slack? No, they did already. That's the problem. There's a slit in this freaking top. <laughs> <laughs> they cut you some slack. Exactly. Actually, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. But at least it's it's documented now. You can start taking, yeah. taking care of it. Might right. a little bit of a rigmarole, but at least it's a not raining. Mm. And it seems like it's still functioning. And it's still functioning. It. it really is actually a pretty small thing, but right. it would get well, worse. You, have to and you definitely have to correct the, you know, add more slack. Otherwise, it's just going to really rip. Yeah, that's really good because there's like cables and shit in the tops, right? They get really confusing. I don't know if you've seen on the sides typically. Like There are those. cables, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's part of the well, that's, adding yeah, any confusion. That shit. So I think that's all my project updates right there. That's good. Good to hear. That's actually pretty positive. Hey. Hey. Not, that's positive. Way more positive than what I've got. Um, so uh, let's see. We'll start with the 2002 because it's quick and easy. Uh, guess what? It's not running. It sounds like uh, <laughs> it sounds like 50% of a car. Uh, it's not running. Uh, the car has been uh, s- sort of... Uh, you thought you were going to pick it up last sidelined. Friday, right? Sidelined. Yeah, last Friday. Sidelined is the word I'm looking for because uh, the guy that does all the vintage stuff is like super involved in a bunch of uh, pre-reunion and uh, oh, reunion shit. work. So I'm getting pictures sent to me, not of my car completed, but of uh, beautiful CSL engines. I saw that and, picture. Yeah, and stuff that's being worked on, which is totally fine. So they're they're dialing that shit in. So it's all a timing thing. So um, I was told that there is a very good chance that uh, it will be done before pre-reunion so I can drive it to our event. But um, that's where it's at right now. Um, so There's not much to go, right? Like it's... I just need a linkage, and he needs to plug everything in. Yeah, Filters, right? What's that? Uh, oh, yeah, the filter stand. So he has to fab up a backing plate because he didn't want to use the ITG foam filters that I wanted. But So, yeah, so he's going to fabricate something to put the K&N filters on there uh, with the velocity stacks that... Uh, they decide to use so, our, our buddy Thomas underscore Alec. He says Canon's uh, K-N, no good. Everyone has their own thing, right? So yeah. uh, Mr. Dynan, as I like to call him, yeah. <laughs> really prefers those because uh, apparently they don't disrupt the flow as much as the foam and ones do. What kick, do you, what do you, Glenn? What do you use in your race car? Uh, open. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? On the uh, racetrack. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, on the racetrack. Um, on the street car, I've used Canons. Um, Right now, I use uh, little mesh covers. Um, I've heard different things about them. Some people say they rob horsepower. Yes, uh, you got to have something, though, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've dynoed it, and it's, it wasn't different without. So um, I have the little rubber oh, – they're mesh covers with little rubber yeah. insulators, and then they go over the, the air horns, which is pretty neat. I think aesthetically it looks good, um, whether they're – you know. Whether you get more horsepower Efficient. than you can in, I don't know. I've, I've heard uh, DWA socks are the That's most. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best. They're just rare these days. Yeah. They were kind of, kind of scarce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, they yeah, I've, I've heard all sorts too. of stuff. I've done some reading. And one thing that you mentioned earlier when we were talking outside was that uh, the foam filters are known to catch fire, especially when they're old and dried up and stuff, I've heard. And oil soaked. Uh, uh, and oil soaked, yeah. But it's not like you were saying that they don't just, like, combust. It's like a little flame kind of a. Yeah, they, like, kind of degrade. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't think it'll, you know, 
light up your whole engine. Explode but... or anything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've seen a few, I raced with a few cars that, um, you know, have ITG filters and they're fine. So. Yeah. So, and I have also, and then Alex, Alex Jordan, um, you know, I was chatting with him back and forth, or actually it might have been, um, Jeff Wise, I can't remember, but, uh, he, one of them was telling me that just don't fucking run anything. Uh, as long as you're not driving through a sandstorm or a dust storm, like you're fine. And I'm like, really? Like uh, all that tiny particulate shit? Like yeah. he's like, dude, don't worry about it. Like it's really no big deal. I don't think that's <laughs> that worth seems- it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's good. I know, right? Like that's, I mean, all that just imagine like eventually building up and grinding away on your cams and your piston walls and I mean, just, rings. Yeah. Change Dirt- oil often. Dirtying your oil, as I say. I guess, yeah, I guess every thousand miles. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, that's still being sorted. And as but a matter hey, of fact, you know they what? haven't said you can get it back with the ends, and if you feel like it, you can swap it yourself to. Well, that's the shitty thing. He's going to tune them for those filters, and they have different. They flow differently. Oh, but but don't but, you think uh, that's I mean, pretty minor? Uh, I think that's pretty minuscule. But I don't know. really, and it's going to be fine with the ends on. The I was video. actually you're going to be fine just, like, with letting them. them tune it like that, and then pulling the filters off. Dude. But then it's going to run leaner, right? Because you're getting way more air. Yeah, you kind right. of gotta run nothing just so you can put the tennis balls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you're at rest, <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> that doesn't cool. work for side draft, tennis? does it? Oh, With no. the strings tied well, together, it's side draft, right? So you can't put. Yeah, the you can't do the tennis ball trick. Yeah, you, you gotta shovel like, stuffings in. Oh, yeah. Little shovel rubber balls Dude, in there. Just get that thing just running, and you will yeah. not worry about any of this bullshit. Or yeah. art, you could get the Chinese meditation balls. <laughs> oh, there you go. Did anyone do the research, Glenn? Those, what are they called? The Bodang balls or whatever? Balls. <laughs> you're not supposed to touch Why them, right? Why are you asking Glenn? Yeah, uh, I have no clue. Because Glenn right. has the last name Chu, and he probably knows. <laughs> um, All right, what else about uh, your... So... Hey, Warren, how are your cars on your BMW now? They're killing it. <laughs> killing it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's sideline for now. Uh, so, NSX... Having some issues. What? So oh, yeah. uh, I can't wait to hear "quote unquote" issues. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Go so uh, oh, actually, we'll, we'll get back to my tires in a second. And uh, keep, so the, keep uh, it short because we got Glenn here, and I'll I want to hear it, all this it'll, stuff. It'll be really man. straightforward. Um, so do you guys remember that? Stop uh, hitting the table, please. It's, it's okay. Uh, do you, <laughs> you remember? There's no full beer in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I replaced the motor mount on my NSX yes, a while back. Yes. One motor mount. One motor mount of three of three. Or four, I don't know how many there are. But the one that I replaced um, broke again. Ooh. So in a weird way, though, not the same way. Before, it had just br- the motor mount itself had broken off. Now the bolt that holds the motor mount to the engine broke. The bolt, the bolt itself completely sheared off, and now the bolt is stuck on the engine side. Like, I have to That's freaking pull weird. it out. Torque it to spec? Yeah, use torque it to spec, use thread locker. Yeah, I, I torque it to spec, and I use thread locker. Yeah, what grade was it? I, uh, I don't remember. I used what, the three. the bolt. The bolt. It was factory. For, factory. For, I ordered oh, it from factory. the factory. Yeah, it's, oh, it was an, an OEM part. Dude, Dude that's new weird. Bolt. New bolt. Yeah, that's weird. I, I put new hardware, both bolts, brand new. Maybe the other two mounts are faded. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. So it, that's what we told you. You should replace all of them. I should replace all of them. But Warren didn't was he turned that down because I wanted to put billet aluminum ones on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> None of this shit would have happened. See, uh, so um, but yeah, no, I think that's the thing because I drove it home from the rally and remember I parked it for a bit and I yeah. think what happened is um you know from just fatigue like the engine was tilting down a little bit mm-hmm. the other mounts probably got like. Extra strain. Well, dude, if you had to change one, I mean, they were probably all changed at a similar time, so it they makes sense been. that the others should have been. Yeah, and I have no record of them being replaced. I can't remember yeah. those. Are those real hard to do? The other ones, the so uh, one of them is the one in front of the transmission. Apparently, mm-hmm. is like practically a drop the engine situation. Hey, uh, yeah. But I mean, if I'm removing the motor mounts, I just hope I don't have to disconnect the axles and all that bullshit. Uh, so I'll take a look at it. Uh, but I'm gonna basically, yeah, replace all of them at this point. Yeah, take it to your boys. To the boys up, up there, Hell, yeah. Hellcrest or whatever. I should, yeah. 
Um, hawk crests. I'm just kidding. I don't know why. I just want to say hawk. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so that's one thing. And then the other, remember there was a squeak uh, that yeah. I had mentioned behind I, I remember the squeak. The squeak I was, was worried that I caused it. Dude, so <laughs> I'm driving along, and I look, I'm just like cruising. I'm at a stoplight, and I felt something fall on my shoulder, and I look over my shoulder, <laughs> and there's a fucking panel be, like behind your head that uh, covers all the uh, the electronics. There's like some relays. The ECU is back there, and it completely fell off. And uh, I pulled it out, and I looked at it, and it has these little clips, like the ones that go in. BMW door panels. You know those freaking little things? Yes, our plastic those pan- oh, Christmas tree clips. Christmas tree fucking things. Yes. Those failed <gasps> and it fell off. So I have oh to order some new ones. Uh, but uh, how rad to discover that that was the issue and you can just buy so these Christmas trees and it fix it. Flopping around. You already knew it. Was- oh. Secondly, yeah. oh, okay. it's really cool that they put the ECU right there. I mean, you yeah, have, isn't that cool? You can take that panel off and it's all just mounted. Oh, Did you perfect. take a peek in there to see what it looks like? No, no, you sent me that oh, picture. Oh, the picture, yeah. It's all yeah, super accessible right yeah. there, not crawling yes. underneath And it's shit. also not on the bottom. Water. Not susceptible to, like, water and stuff on the passenger right, exactly. floor. Right, exactly. A lot of good point. Put them on when the Art spills floor. his beers. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of times <laughs> under the passenger seat. Or I'm like, I have it between my legs. It's like all over. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm, this is a Somehow wild guess. you would. Wild guess. I, I bet they were anticipating the Targa because the Targa didn't come out late, until later, a few years later. And the Targa tops are known to leak, right? Maybe that's why they put the ECUs higher. Uh, I bet it's just a packaging thing. They'd... All right. I just want to be cool. And... <sighs> no, I like yep. your heads up. Uh, so the other thing that I didn't mention about the 2002, I did say that I had ordered Toyo RA1s for these wheels uh, on the car. And uh, I also mentioned that I was having some qualms. You know, I wasn't too comfortable with that decision. I really didn't want to go for it. And I decided... Uh, <laughs> I like how Warren talks shit about fidget spinners, and he always plays with that little drill bit that we have Dude, on the he's table. Fighting me. <laughs> he's fighting me for it. He just stole it from me. I was hey, fidgeting with it. You a fidget spinner? <laughs> I, got a, I got a lineup for him. He's a closet fidget spinner. He's a closet fidget spinner. <laughs> he hates it. Own him. it. He really likes it. Um, <laughs> so give me that drill bit back. <laughs> I guess I can't it until I try it. So, so I. I I went online that night after we recorded. I had ordered the tires the night before, and I started doing some research. And God, you're um, the worst customer of all. Dude, time. you're the shitty. Basically, customers. what ended up happening is I freaked <laughs> out, and I I determined that I was over tiring the car. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like it was going to be an R compound tire, hard, crisp, crisp handling, handling right? And uh, you're I would never like going to break away. Softest suspension, not a lot of power, like. It just wasn't adding up. I'm like, this is way too sticky of a tire for the setup that I have. And I actually like to get the tail out regularly, like that type of stuff. Keep the whole balance of the car in check, right? And so I called Tire Rack the following morning and I canceled the order because they hadn't shipped. So um, luckily I was able to do that uh, without a penalty. And I immediately uh, you know, started doing some research on the CN36s again. And I found a picture of those tires on a bigger on a, on a wider wheel and as we had discussed it's really hard to visualize what a tire looks like on, on yeah. a wheel right especially yeah. you know different widths also side note for the listeners this comes to us in some random ass tech oh nowhere. yeah it's so cryptic <laughs> yeah. Art you have says, no idea check out what these tires look like no, on these goes, wheels it's nice to see that they look like this on these and we're like, <laughs> like, like, like there's a previous <laughs> part of that wait, conversation I it's, like, it's, it's all in Art's head just yeah. spinning around Art had already been no talking 
talking to us in no. his head, and then he started <laughs> mid-conversation. I started well, it was the, I wanted to uh, uh, announce it on the podcast, uh, but I wanted but to give didn't. you a little, a little bit you, of a hint. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I ordered them, uh, and they're coming from the UK. They're actually already here. They should be here uh, by Friday. Now I'm watching tracking. Uh, we know how super that rad, dude. Super rad. Longstone tire in the UK. They mostly do vintage like tire. They do like the Fredersteins or oh yeah. They also do the Michelin classic like the XWXs. The they, they do the uh, Zs, yeah, CZs, all those. So they do a bunch of rad old classic. Um, Maybe you know, I need to look at their shit for fourteen tires. inch. Yeah. Check them out, dude. And, they're uh, bank though, right? No, dude. They were freaking, those, those they were cheaper, cheap. and I got free shipping because they can't tax me for California. There's no VAT. Um, I got free shipping, and they were 140 bucks a piece. Whoa. And the and in the U.S., the cheapest I found with a discount uh, from uh, see uh, what's him Chris Harrell hooked me up with one of the guys from Pirelli because uh, I saw the tires at at Lufkicult. And I think they wanted like, like it was like 175 there, and then there's a guy in LA who sells them for 160, but you have to pay for shipping. So ultimately, I got a, a killer deal, and they take five days to get here. So um, I ended up doing that, and they're arriving, um, yeah, on Friday, as I said. And what really, really sold me though was like seeing them on on the wheel size that I have because it didn't look because before I saw them on the stock steel wheels, and they were just really tall and balloony, weird looking. But then with the proper, uh, you know, 13 by six wheel. Um, you know, it looks good. It's it looks very really basic good. tread. It's triangles. Right? I love it. Well, it's like really bizarre. It's like, what's that one artist? <laughs> really bizarre. <laughs> that one artist. The uh, guy who made your shirt you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that one artist uh, from the 80s that was famous for doing LSD it's like painting? Like melting stuff? Flimp Every, or, oh. flip or Dolly? No, not Dolly. Dolly. That was yeah. in the, I mean, not in the, the 80s, but he... But it, it reminds me of his designs. He he makes like little... Or he made yeah, like Dolly, little men. Little dudes. Um, yeah, no, Picasso drove a uh, 300SL. Yeah, but anyways, I ordered those tires. I'm super excited. Uh, so what do you expect out of the driving feel of these tires? Jesus, can so, we not? Can we yeah, not? we can. Let's Real quick. One. Finalize. I'd like to move on, but this we is got, so important. What do you it's expect so important. from your tires? Like, <laughs> Did I tell you guys Dude, this? Dude, you're the tire guy that sleeps whenever we stop. I know, but <laughs> Dude, I, it's super important. What he's going to expect. What I, do you, well, I think me, it's super important. He's talking about the handling. I have right? an answer. I have an answer. So the Pirelli rep told me that they're made with modern compounds. Oh, they're made God. with the same compounds. Yeah, that, but they just have the old tread pattern. Yeah, they have the old tread pattern. They I use, mo they use modern uh, modern tire carcass technology. So the structure is modern and also the compound's modern. So they're going to grip good. And, so they have a good sidewall. Yeah, a good sidewall. Yeah. And um, they actually, uh, they, there was a, um, an article in a European Porsche magazine that I found. It's all in German, but you can see the bar graphs and shit, you know, and, and it kicked ass, dude. It fucking killed everything. Like it was really good in that. Killed everything in what? I mean, you're so, looking for a mix where you want to slide the car around. Yeah, so, so it's it was, like, I don't know how you measure that. But know? it was like compared to like all of the a modern reproduction of classic tires. So it was uh, it was by far like okay. the best. It's uh, not just looks. Yeah, versus the Michelins versus the the uh, the old like uh, Avons and you know stuff okay, like that. Okay, I'm right. I'm satisfied. We can move on. There it is. Thank you. Done. Mic dropped. And Go. imagine once your car actually <laughs> runs. I know. Can you believe it? Oh, have tires. Yeah. It's we'll see if fantastic. Lane, save us from this oh fucking drudgery. Uh, I got my I got the I cleaned the Golf. I saw oh, yeah. it. AutoWorks. I didn't clean it. <laughs> clean you didn't just off. clean it. You got a detail. Our friend Kevin at AutoWorks Detailing cleaned it. Was he like the, throwing it up? Amazing. Was he doing it? Huh? <laughs> was he throwing up? Like was doing it? Probably. It's a big contrast from. Was that just I the exterior? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just exterior. Okay. So he came to my office and cleaned it today. Nice. It's pretty nice. I was how, sitting how in my. I was sitting there watching, watching him through my window. Two coats. Hey, hey, you missed the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I no, saw a picture. It looked good. I don't know. It took him like an hour or something like that. 
But pretty nice. Yeah. Get into a clean car. My car's black, dude. Did you know oh, that? I've seen it. It's actually black. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I definitely really thought it was sure. clean. I thought, I thought it was, it was brown, like all grayish, yeah. brownish <laughs> color. Any regrets on black? No, no. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. It just gets dirty so bad. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, so fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, Never by the time again. you dry it, it's like, oh, fuck, it's dusty. Yeah. Maybe if I, like, super cared about the car. Right. But if yeah. you got, like, a brown or whatever, yeah. you could get away with or is silver you can get away yeah. with it being dirty as long yeah, whatever it's gonna be dirty <laughs> yeah. uh knock on uh metalish woodish i think it's wood under here the old woodish some <laughs> kind of wood stuff uh not a single door ding yet Ooh, no, are you like really conscious of where you're yeah that's there. such a terrible claim to make i know, I know. <laughs> i'm not Why would you even but tell it's us? a black car yeah. yeah and it's like slab sided Sure, but it's you've just, only had how long have you had it? Like six seven months? months. Yeah, that's dude. I I've never yeah. every other car. I've, like my Jetta, I had my first door ding or ding within like um, two months, probably. Really? Did, you, did Kevin do the wheels and everything? Brian, you just never notice any of your door dings. <laughs> well, it hides the dirt. Oh, is yeah. nice for hiding. And your that car stuff. was silver <laughs> too, but yeah, I mean, uh, did what? Uh, did you do the wheels? You he did. I mean, yeah. the wheels. They actually they're shiny. Yeah, nice too. Yeah. Wow. Um, I still have a nail in one of my tires or a screw. You're going to hold off on fixing that thing until <laughs> it blows out. We yeah. got a nail. Do we have a it's a, it's a screw. It's a Just pack. A screw? Okay. Yeah. So it's, it loses a little <laughs> bit of air, but not, not bad at all. Oh, so it must be a self-tapping so the if top portion sc- doesn't have th- yeah, you threads. Yeah, you just tighten the screw down every once in a while. Every <laughs> <laughs> 3,000 miles. Yeah. Some locks yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. I, I do need to order some tires. I just... Uh, how far, oh, how many miles? Uh, what, what? How many, oh, sorry, what were you saying? What did you ask? It's in the sidewall? No, it's in the tread, but it's 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 a little bit close to the outside, so I don't know if they could fix it. Just do one of those little things where you, like, stab it with a goo plug. Yeah. I have done done that before. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, I mean, it's better than just leaving the screw, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I should do that. How how many miles on these tires? These tires have around 14,500 miles on them. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're doing pretty well. I think they probably have 3,000 left in them. And you were going through tires, what, like every 6,000 miles before? No, a little more. Probably 8 to 10, 8 to 12. But, yeah, I mean, or probably 8 to 10, dude. These these have definitely lasted well. And they're still grippy. Magical. Still work well in, like, the wet and stuff. Like, you'd be, like, my commute, it'll be the nicest, hottest, you know, it'll be, like, record-breaking hot day and skyline will be wet on the way to work mm-hmm. yep. like fully wet fog like like it rain heavy drizzle yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like a rainforest these tires have been really good like all-rounders and smooth ride and um, the wear isn't crazy though like there's no they're completely even it's crazy i've never had a tire and you wear rip, that even like rip that front end around i would yeah. imagine the sidewall or you know the edges would get they're not that bad either yeah yeah. Cool. So, how's the yeah. 944? Did that. Uh, 944. Doesn't look too different from last week. Well, it doesn't, but the header panel actually is like fit in now. I just have to screw, put the screws in, but it's actually like sitting in correctly. Um, air dam is basically prepped. Bumper is basically prepped. Exhaust manifold? Ex- the header is on and it's ready to bring to an exhaust shop and just have them weld a flange onto the um, cat section or the section coming out of the cat. It had like a double 
it had a part. It has a. It has like a tube that comes out of the head out of the uh, cat, and then it had like a two pipes that would hook up to the um, the stock exhaust manifold. So now they need to cut that and just put a flange, which I have on it to meet up with the so, new header. Are you going to drive it open header to the exhaust shop? Yeah, it's a pretty far drive. Wow. Oh, wait, no, you're in... You just go to Holiday I'm Muffler. here, and I'll go to, oh, Hall, yeah. like, downtown Santa Cruz, so yeah. it's, like, it's like a mile, <laughs> probably. Bellwatt? Oh, yeah, I would not yeah. drive it up there. <laughs> to Exhaust, to works, exhaust works? Yeah. You can screw up your motor, right? Can't you, like, bend mm. valves or something I mean, if there's not enough... Well, because you're getting cold air in and stuff, you're saying? Yeah, like, it sucks... I think yeah. you're pretty, like, I mean, definitely if you're running, like, no header at all, but with just a header, I think I'm probably pretty good. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to. I, I guess you could, you could, in theory, chop off and, like, add, like, a little tube that connects, you know, just some janky tube to temporarily connect. But I, I don't think I'd no, be a fun mile drive, dude. Yeah, open it. headers. Let's <laughs> see how that thing sounds. I think it's totally fun. I started up and stuff. It sounds loud. Yeah. Uh, just loud. Let's do yeah. some quarter mile runs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm basically ready for that. And then I uh, just need to bolt the parts back on and we'll be all good. So okay. that's my, that's my project updates. Cool. Well, let's so, turn to yeah, our, we should probably get to Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Glenn. Um, what brings you to driving awesome today? <laughs> <laughs> we brought him. We asked oh, him right. on. <laughs> so I, I have to say, so you posted on uh, Instagram, you're prepping your Z car for the yep. historics. Uh-huh. Uh, and you just like wrote a little blurb, like, you know, pretty excited about being able to, you know, it's kind of a long trip to get into the modern yeah. historics. Yeah. Dude, what a cool story that is just alone. But Besides that, you know, Glenn's been on the rallies. He just sold a 510 to our buddy Pat. Uh, so so many things that are super DWA. Maybe we, and all yeah. your car collection. I don't even know where to start. I was going to say, let's <laughs> let's do like maybe uh, kind of basic car history and then what you have currently. Basic car history is in my first car. Yeah. Like yeah. First, first car. car. What you kind of uh, got. First lights. car, uh, Audi A4 3.0. Okay. It was V6. In high yeah, school? Was, yeah, a long time ago in high school. So that's like a B6? B5? 6, 2001. Oh, B5, yeah. B5, okay, yeah. 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 No, immediately, um, immediately, you know, I went to high school during the Fast and Furious age, so, you know, <laughs> I, I never had any Altezas or any of the Underglow or anything like that, but, you know, it just started out um, just, and you know, in high school, everyone likes cars. And then as, as, as you get out of high school, less and less. So it kind of always stuck with me. Um, the, the Datsun thing started maybe eight years ago. Um, I always, you know, kind of like Datsun's 240Zs, 510s, whatever it was. Um, had my first Datsun 240Z in 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of regret selling that car. Probably worth a lot more now, what but it was rust free. Yeah, like four thousand dollar. You know, at that time was a lot. Blue on black seventy one car. Oh, nice. Um, and progressed from there. Ended up getting another. Well, and long story short, it's probably five or six Z cars. But um, mm. you know, one day found my current street car, two forty Z or Fair Lady Z. Ryan Drive brought over from Japan in in the early seventies. And, um, you know, just kind of been a Z fanatic over the last, what, 10 years or so. Where did you find uh, that car? Was it on Craigslist? Found it, or? it was uh, in Ben Lamont, actually. Oh, oh it, was, it was in the mountains for since 92. The last registration was 92. Uh, oh, wow. It was a guy that uh, he ran the 
the uh, Northern California 510 Owners Association. So it was called the... Um, I forgot the name of the club. Uh, the, 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 they they have meets in. They oh. do the autocross. Oh, the autocross. Yeah, UFO. Yeah, yeah. UFO. yeah. yeah. So United Five Ten Orders. Yeah. Dennis Hale, the guy that runs that yeah. uh, big collection of cars. He's open. oh, you bought it from him. Yeah. Wow. So he 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 um he always invited people over for like at his house, and uh, he has like over 40, 40 something cars, all Five Tens, Miatas, every all all these types of autocross his, cars. His wife autocross a Peggy, pink, yeah, pink, yeah, uh, pink Five Ten, yeah. four door or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he had this crazy collection. I mean, of subpar maintained cars, and uh, <laughs> he he didn't like Z cars. He had two Zs, uh, uh, an ITS SCCAZ uh, race car, and then also the the street car that just he thought our right hand drive was silly and never really cared for it. Um, you know, I just got uh, a lead off someone else and, um, you know, ended up buying the car and then uh, kind of went from there. And then as the, you know, as the vintage car and, um, Dotson, uh, hobby kind of continued, I started going to historics. I think the first one I went was 2009 or something. And, you know, I thought it'd be, you know, I always wanted to start wheel to wheel racing. I did track days for like many, many, many years, um, probably 30, 40, 50 days. I don't even know what it is. Wow. Um, Z's or Miata? No, um, uh, array of things. Uh, I mentioned, uh, oh, I don't remember if it was the last, um, question and answer session, but in Exige, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I had that for a while. Uh, um, yeah, I had that, and then I, I think an M3 for a while, E92. Um, mm-hmm. A little heavy car, very soft, didn't really like that very much. Went to the Exige, and then um, I actually owned a uh, IT, like a local regionally raced S- uh, SCCA 240Z oh, cool. with my buddy Lloyd, who came with me on the rally yeah. uh, for a short period of time. I uh, just track dated that, and that was a lot of fun, but... Um, after going to Historics, you know, um, I think we're all kind of in awe when we go to those events, and... Uh, you know, thought, what is the cheapest way to get in here? And at that time, you know, 2010, you're thinking, I mean, Dotson is really cheap. You know, mm-hmm. Dotson's were really cheap back then. So, but you got to find um, one that'll get Yeah, qualified, yeah. Right? So we had the IT car and then for a short period of time and didn't didn't really, um, you know, didn't really fit the bill in terms of getting into such a, such a historical event like that. You know, and I wanted a car that not only I could race in historic events, but also, you know, just regional vintage races. Um, so I searched for actually maybe like, four or five years actually for a product like a a period race car yeah um and i can go into you know the depths of that but um finally found out there but it's probably hard finding one that you want to invest your time in and they're They're, beat up or uh, old and you know i would say there are probably there's a lot of race cars out there but there's not a lot of ones that with history back to the 70s uh just because dotson's no one cared about them they were people just threw them away Yeah. You know, and, um, they didn't, you know, they didn't see them. They just saw them as tools to do the job. Um, you know, and then when you get into the eighties, the classes changed. You started cutting them up, putting wider flares on them. And then, and then in the nineties, IT was very popular. So they couldn't use these, you know, nationally raced cars for IT. So a lot of them were just dumped. What is IT? Yeah. IT is the, um, improved, improved touring. touring. Yeah. So it's production cars with stock dashes. Okay. Um, uh, the roll cage is different. Gotcha. Uh, so you would have to modify it to turn a nationally raced, you know, like, um, C production GT. C production was what it was called in the seventies. Yeah. And it was called GT2 in the se- in the eighties. But that car is significantly different than, you know, an IT car. So, um, but yeah, we found one in uh, Vancouver, Canada, actually of all places. How did you find it? Craigslist. Really? Yeah, so um, I don't. Even, oh, I think I had an alert. Google alert. Canada. Oh, okay. Google alert of uh, 240Z race car, whatever it was. Right. Um, and and it's a local car. 
Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's a long story, but that's, that's the crazy thing, but, uh, I'll try to keep it short, <laughs> but I spent two years, two and a half years researching the car, even into when I was restoring the car. So after you bought it, you, yeah, I bought it in 2014 in late, uh, it was crazy. I, I saw the ad on Craigslist, um, and I had one name and, um, the guy's name was St. Lawrence and, um, who raced in the seventies and the ad just said that, oh, he raced the car. Right. It said he raced in SCCAC production, IMSA. And that was it, you know, so I, I, I mean, I just Googled the name and I found a few similarities between the car now and the pictures of the car. I found very, very few pictures, like one, one or two photos and most of them were black and white. Uh, and then as I dug deeper, it was funny because for my street car, I was calling, um, this, um, this carburetor guy, uh, SU carburetor, uh, restorer called Z therapy up in Salem, Oregon. And it's funny cause I called him and he said, Oh, I was a crew chief of that. That car. Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I said, oh, I'm looking at a race car up in Canada. He's like, Oh, is it, you know, St. Lawrence's old race car? I was like, Yeah. He's like, Oh, I crewed for him. Dude, like, what a find yeah. that is. How excited were you? That's, that's yeah, a the driver. Question. It was like, he raced it from 76 to 80. He was a, um, he was a high school counselor. So he influenced a lot of race car drivers in the 70s uh, to be, or sorry, influenced a lot of high school students to become racing drivers. Probably not a good thing. <laughs> uh, but he brought a lot of kids, you know, that were like a local crack dealer. Right way to do it. Yeah. yeah a lot of kids that, you know, and spent many weekends in detention that ended up on the racetrack instead, yeah, which yeah. is good, you know. Um, so long story short, you know, researched the hell out of the history. And then he introduced me to the, 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 um, the, actually the driver had passed away literally oh. two months before I bought the car. Oh, no way. So, you know, I thought it was kind of a, lo- a dead end there, but he introduced me to the, uh, the white, the, the now widow, um, the wife of the racer. And she, you know, I was kind of sensitive to the subject cause I didn't want to, you know, step over any sh- toes or sure. disrespect anyone because it was literally two months after, but mm-hmm. I called her. And she was more than happy to talk to me. And then, um, when I picked up the car in Canada, flew out to Canada, rented a shoddy U-Haul trailer and, uh, truck and then, uh, towed it down the West Coast and stopped by her, her home. And she had cool. literally three albums fulls of photos. Whoa. No way. Her mom kept every single race result. That's what? awesome. And then the one thing that really kind of irritated me about the car is it had, you know, an, Old race cars, they have uh, roll cage numbers that tie, to, you know, right? yeah, I mean, sure. they tie to the logbook, yeah. right? So there was no, there was no logbook with the car. Well, oh. she, uh, the, the wife was moving because now she was single. She was moving to a senior home. She basically opened the door to his man cave and was like, have at it. I went through the drawers and I found logbooks from seven. No way. And then she's just like, here you go. So wow. I spent like an whole afternoon photocopying everything. Cause with these things, you have to be, you know, extremely accurate in your restoration um and um dude that is a crazy story yeah yeah no so it's it's been a long journey you know i can my wife and friends can attest to that is just a lot of nerding out and researching (laughs) online and like searching on google and a lot of the stuff is inaccurate Mm. um and then uh, as lane mentioned earlier i recently (laughs) the crazy thing is after finishing restoring it after going through a whole season of racing last season i found out that it was actually the first 240z to race in the bay area and the first to win in 1971. Yeah, yeah, I mean, long story short, it was like some roll cage that I identified in an old runoff video, like the national championship they had in Road Atlanta every year. 
uh, in one of the videos, there's a pan by of the roll cage. And my roll cage is very different from other cars. Your general main hoop goes over the driver head, right? And then mm-hmm. you usually have a vertical bar that goes to the top to support that main hoop and generally goes above the driver head. It attaches above the driver head and then goes down to the, um, the floor or, uh, maybe a boxed, um, you know, floor on the, on the floor basically. And, um, it was going the other way. And I hadn't seen any other cars like that. And I saw this one car that panned by and I searched, I looked at the entry list and it said Bay Area Datsun Dealers 240Z. And it was raced by a guy named Walt Moss. Well, Walt Moss was the 1974 national champion and in both SCCA and C production. Jeez. And in 76, he won, uh, it was a championship again in a 914 GT, 914 GT. And he was really, really well known in the BR, uh, sorry, uh, in the, in the Datsun community. Um, so, it was kind of a tip off and I was like, okay, well the cage is kind of similar. And then, well, I started, I was like, oh, one day I was sitting at my desk and I was like, oh, well, you know, why the hell not? And I started kind of scuffing up the roll cage and I found a roll cage number and it said 33 dash 300 something. It was in the 300s and 33 is the San Francisco region hmm. and it has oh. dash and then it has, it's like a VIN number, the sequential order of when the cars built or stamped by SCCA and tech. Well, they started issuing roll cage numbers in 71, 72. So then I went to the archivist. As you can see, this is a long process. Totally. I went to the archivist and we're lucky in San Francisco. We have an actual archivist in the SCCA and uh, he gave me all the names of the racers and literally all the racers went to the same shop. They were all out of the same shop and they drove like the same two cars. So I knew that. And then I, I through more research articles and everything like that, the cage matched everything. And, um, the farthest owner I could find back before that, that high school counselor was a guy who lived in Florida. His name was, um, uh, his last name was, I think his first name was Fred. I spoke with Fred. The car was painted the same, you know, my car right now is painted cream and, and, uh, brown with a little orange striping. Mm. And, uh, it was painted exactly the same thing except silver and red. And I found a photo online one day and, you know, I, I found him through white pages or whatever. Um, he told me he had traded for that car in like 70, 75, 76, uh, for a Lotus Elan and he traded a local racer who had that car, that 240Z. He traded a Lotus Elan to that guy and that guy gave him the Z. Well, he said it was an ugly mustard yellow color, right? Mm. Well, I was like, so, okay, well, ugly mu- mustard yellow color. Well, I was watching another video from the 73 races, the runoffs, the national championships, and, uh, that, there was a yellow ugly mustard color that matched the car from the earlier years like exhaust uh wheels uh bubble flares cage you know and then there was another which in addition to that one weird bar there was a petty bar if you guys know what petty bar is is a petty bar goes from goes to the passenger yeah the top yeah. of the the main hoop all the way down to the passenger floor and i saw that in the video i'm like well that's curious and then i went to my car well there was some old welds there oh. the, the, the the bar was removed at a later point yeah so and then one day I finally got a hold of the racer, um, the, the first guy, the guy who won the many championships for Datsun and, and Porsche. And he said, yeah, there was, you the know, Moss I, I would race that. Yeah, the Moss, right? Yeah. There was one, the championship car he won in 74 with was a different car. And everyone had thought there was one car. And it's, it was, it was really famous in the Bay Area. The Z owners of Northern California Club would go out and support him. I have these pins that say Go Walt. Huh. And it was painted red and white. It was called the Giant Killer because it beat all the A and B production cars. It beat all the Corvettes. It beat all the big, big bore cars, even though, you know, they didn't, they weren't in the same class, but he would always win overall yeah. at Laguna Seca. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, he, um, 
so, you know, in the earlier years, it was painted white with a blue stripe that say Barry Dawson dealers. And everyone thought, okay, one car, that car became the red and white car and it won the championship. Well, this video I saw in 71, it had both cars panned by or 72 had both cars panned by. And I was like, well, right there, you have two different cars and the red and white cars roll cage, uh, which wasn't painted red and white at that point. Um, you know, I could tell immediately that that was that car and my car was a different car being driven by someone else. And he told me, yeah, like in 71, I drove the car 72. We gave it to the other co-owner of our shop called Far Performance and, uh, they raced the car from there. And what's really cool about the history of that shop is they were called Foreign Auto Repair Performance. They were off Old Middlefield Way, mm. Old Middlefield Wheel Mountain View. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were a local group. They had no, I mean, they had very little factory support. I mean, we're talking BRE, Bob Sharp Racing. They had, I think their budgets were like 400000 a year in the 70s to race their 240Zs. Jeez. And they, John Morton won two national championships in 70 and 71. And then 73 was Bob Sharp Racing. And then if you look at the the 10 years from 70 to 79, Dotson won every single C production championship. And Crazy. they were all mostly big factory teams. And Far Performance was the one of the few privateer teams that actually won. That's so cool! Yeah. I think that's what Stephen Goldine's dad drove for, like at some point, because he told me that he yeah. beat um, Pete Brock uh, in the BREs at Sears Point. Oh wow! And he said he, I think it was Far Performance, because he's from the area. He lives in oh, yeah. Santa Clara now, and he basically started like most of like the the autocross scene like oh, in, that re- in that region. Yeah. Um. So I w- I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he raced for, or who yeah. he raced for. Um. Yeah. I don't know if he dedicated. I think he only like took a few drives and he. And he happened to beat him um, when they were up here. Yeah. Because he said it was an underdog team. Dude, this is a wild history. Run. Yeah. It's it like, probably going for 10 podcasts, honestly. Yeah. Dude, it's pretty, like, this is, like, above what I was expecting. Yeah. This is, like, so cool. This is, like, the, the ideal for the next generation of people doing historic racing. Yeah. I would imagine, like, you're kind of talking about that. I mean, it, when I, it's interesting because when I go to, you know, these races and you go to the drivers' meetings and they hand out stickers for all the drivers that show you that you went to the drivers' meeting, they're like, oh, who, well, who gets a sticker? And I'm like, oh, here, you know, give me one. And they're like, are you sure? Are you driver? You know, yeah. was, uh, I mean, yeah. young guy, young guy. I mean, yeah. Asian, not <laughs> yeah. typical. I mean, everyone's, you know, 60 year mm. old yeah. plus. And they're right. driving um, half a million to a million dollar yeah. cars. Probably. And yeah, exactly. And what's nice, though, is the Dotsons are starting to get recognized. I think that um, you guys have seen that famous wide body Gino's long body yeah. 240Z that races. Mm-hmm. That used to be a Canapa. Now it's run out of Huffaker. The yellow and brown one. Or, right? Yellow yeah. and orange yeah. and red, I think. Oh, uh, right. That was a 76 championship car in IMSA. Mm. That car sold for $300,000. Dang. Uh, yeah. So, um, what do the BRE cars go for? So the BRE cars, um, only one of them still exists. The, um, well, I should take that back. Adam Carolla owned a couple of them? You know, so he, yeah, Adam Carolla owns a lot of Bob Sharp racing cars. So Bob Sharp was the Dotson racing team on the East Coast Mm. and West Coast was Pete Brock and BRE. Gotcha. And, um, the BRE cars, the, the famous one, the 46 car that everyone copies actually was wrecked in 77. Um, an interesting, interesting is kind of a little bit off tangent, but my buddy in Georgia, his name is Randy Jaffe, very big in the car community, uh, Z car community, always goes to the big Z conventions every year in the Dotson community. Um, he actually found the car that all of the parts were moved into. Oh, sweet. After, so, wow. you know, common with race cars, they're rebodied. Right, race car right. gets wrecked. They take the cage out, put in another car. And as far as you know, that's the car because the, there's a continuation with the logbook and everything. Well, my friend Randy. Oh, actually, they actually move cages over. I've never. Yeah, heard of they that. cut the roofs off and take it out and put it into another oh, car. Crazy. So I mean, honestly, I mean, I would say, I mean, I don't want to get you know 
hunted down for this, but <laughs> um, probably 80% of the cars mm. at Monterey have been, real cars, hit, right? yeah. have been hit or something or something exists from the previous car. I mean, I'm sure like a lot of them are the cars, right? But they're body panels. I mean, who's yeah. to say what's the car? Is it the right. tub? Is it the cage? Is it the right. front end? All my car. Are Vin, right? Yeah, my car yeah. flipped end over end in 1980 at, on turn two, three at Laguna, the old turn two and three, which just went straight into five. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, the roof was cut off, the front clip was cut off, a new front clip was put on, a new roof was put on. Same tub, but yeah. who knows? I mean, Standard I, practice, right? Yeah, so my buddy Randy actually found the, the pole... Um, the rebodied car, and he had a the world's I would say most accurate BRE forty six car replica attribute, and he had um, you know everything put it like he had Pete Brock and John Morton help him build the car. It was certified everything. Well, you know it's no longer really a tribute because he took that other car, redid his whole car, put the original car cage uh, roll bar in, put the original championship motor, all the gauges, the seat, the wheels, the exhaust system, everything, right? And he did every, everything on the radiator failure neck. And even the um, the logbooks also go back to the car. Because they're attached to the cage. Yeah, everything right? is tied. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's the continuation. That is the car. It's still mm. uh, And what's even cooler is that he's entered for Monterey this year, and John Morton's going to drive that car. Oh, oh so no way. next to us at Monterey. What? Very yeah, cool. it's yes. going to be really cool. And uh, what's cooler is that our cars raced against each other in 71. So, Oh, cool. Um, of course, mine is a different livery. I was kicking myself in the butt after mm-hmm. finding out the Bay Area history because that's so, mm-hmm. you know, being a Bay Area guy. You know, yeah. Oh, so you so chose new. your livery before you found out it was Yeah, before I finished that gotcha. tail end of the history because yeah. I literally had nothing to go off of, right? And um, it was funny. It's just like I had that video all along. I just never paid so much attention. And it's just always one thing. And that's the thing with researching with these cars is you have to look through every photo you find online because your car might not be the one in the front, but it can be the little speck in the back. And you know it's been right. in that race. You know which year it is. And you can look up the driver, whatever, so on, so on, so mm. on. So it's a lot of – So I, I've seen like your little board you put up with all your pictures yeah. and stuff of the races yeah. and stuff. How did you choose which livery to go with then? Because it's, it's gone yeah. for like so the, six or seven. Yeah, right? the general I, – if I knew it was the Bayer Dotson dealer car before and ran out of our performance, I would have done that car, honestly. Um, it wouldn't have bubble flares. It would run a 2.4, 2.5, right now it's 2.8, um, probably a little differently. But um, I chose basically the general rule and in general what people you know advise you to do is restore to the most p- famous period it was, it was raced. Right, so my was very successful from uh, probably the most successful uh, Z car to come out in Northwest Pacific. So it was in the Oregon area from '76 to '80, and then it actually was sold to Santa Clara. It was funny; it was it was a Bay Area car. It was sold in Michigan, went to two owners in Michigan, came to Salem, Oregon, went back to the Bay Area, went back up to Washington, and then to Canada and back to the Bay Area. Now, so it's like you know these. Cars don't really, you know, they, they travel a lot, but they're usually within the same community and usually people know who owns what. So, so yeah, so that's, you know, the, the restoration process is even crazy because you have to, you're working off of old Polaroid photos that, mm-hmm. photos that are overexposed and horrible, right? So you basically take all of the photos, get the average color that you see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what's even neater is like when I had my paint guy, you know, sanding everything down, he couldn't find any paint on the car because they probably had either asked Dip, sandblast it, or probably not sandblast. They didn't really do that back in the day, but they did something where um, they basically stripped. I mean, the roof was replaced, right? The front clip was replaced, so they likely sanded a lot down. Well, the door, he found the old livery on the door when he started sanding. Oh, down. cool! Uh... He started sanding. He's like, "Hey, wait! I'm finding some brown. I'm finding some cream." 
And he's like, he told me on the phone, I was at work one day and I was ecstatic because, you know, I was like, oh my God, finally we have a color to match off of. Mm. So then of course I went down to, I had to restore it in San Diego. Um, a guy who does a lot of the Z, Z car club cars there and, uh, you know, basically went to a paint guy and we hand matched it, uh, single stage. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. So, um, and, uh, last year was the first year racing it. And, uh, what's really cool is we went back to Portland where it set many, many, many track records. Like it probably finished first at Portland over 20 times. And, uh, the original crew came out, the oh, wife came out. Wow. Um, I can't tell you so how many cool. people during the race came out to me and were like, I remember this car, you know, like, is he still wow. alive? I'm like, no, but blah, 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 you know, and then like they, they just appreciate it, you know, like, cause you're, you know, I've had people after that and even during the restoration process mail me photos and say, these are oh, photos I took awesome. of the car when I was wow. five years old, you know, Jeez, and, you know, so uh, cool. yeah, so. It's amazing. And then you have another Z car, which you're planning on restoring and racing. Is yeah. An IMSA car? Yeah. So this is an, that was an IMSA car. It's a 260 chassis and it's actually chassis number 24, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that was an IMSA car. So IMSA was the wide body, uh, they called it Camel GT group. It raced an IMSA GTU, which is under 2.5 liter. So they actually had less motor, but more tire and more body mm-hmm. arrow. Um, whereas C production was a little bit more apeshit crazy. It had narrow fenders, you know, they had bubble flares, but still narrow, uh, probably like 15 by eight, 15 by seven wheels, which were legal and, uh, you know, a lot of horsepower, you know, so a lot more, um, twitchy, but, uh, the other car was actually owned by the same high school counselor guy too, which is pretty oh, cool. Well. Yeah. And the, both cars kind of split ownership. Um, he wasn't built by him. It was built by on a guy in, in the Midwest as an endurance car. So it actually raced against a lot of the big names that Orange, uh, that one that ran out of Canepa uh, locally, mm. uh, in Huffaker, the, the Brad Frizzell car, the Orange car. And, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it ran a lot of endurance races back in the day and then it was eventually sold. It was crazy because it was sold to the high school counselor who owned my other car as a replacement car for that car. And I actually have a race results from a race where he raced both of them, but my my narrow body car is actually faster. It was always faster. He was always faster in it than the, the newer quiet car he got. So it was, it was pretty neat. And then another owner in the 90s actually ended up owning them at the same time too. And then oh, now cool. I own both of them. And cars. then now you have both cars. And then you were telling me, like we went to lunch a couple yeah. weeks ago or something, and you were telling me a story about the snorkel. Because you have this really yeah. cool, like fresh air snorkel yeah. on the the early on the yeah. early car, the two forty. Yeah, the early car, the two forty has a um, a little, you know, it's nothing rock. It's not rocket science or anything. It's just a little uh, air scoop that comes off the A pillar and comes in and brings you fresh air, oh, yeah. which I found out doesn't really work. Um, that was built for the that my car. Oh, it wasn't built for my car. Excuse me. It was built by uh, IPD. The original owner of IPD who builds racing Volvos and oh, builds yeah, yeah, yeah. parts yeah. for Volvos, right? Aftermarket parts for Volvos up in, in the mid Northwest Pacific. He built that car and I, I found a letter when I visited the wife of the racer that saying like, I built three of these. Here's one for your 510 or Z. I'm sure you can figure out a way to install it. Right. And then it was on all the photos of my car. Well, when I bought my car, I didn't know where it went because it was not anywhere to be found. Mm. Well, when I got the other car, it was on that car. Oh, so a lot of the parts are kind of like interchanged. You know, it's whatever that weekend, something breaks, you throw something from the other car on. Right. And, uh, so it's kind of neat, you know, the, the history behind it, you know, 
Um, so yeah, that's my life for the last four years. <laughs> God, that's so <laughs> rad. Yeah. Do you have a shop at home, like a good garage or warehouse? Where, uh, where are you doing all this stuff? Standard garage, you know, I put yeah. a nice floor in it, and um, uh, I do mostly everything. And an understanding uh, wife, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> she's she's in the car. She used to do track days until we got married. Oh, um, cool. Just kidding. <laughs> but. Um, you know, she's very understanding, um, you know, very supportive. Uh, and then a lot of the local shops, you know, Z Car Garage, Troy Ermish, um, you know, down in SoCal, Classic Dotson, they're all super, if they see what's, what's interesting about this, you know, um, community is that, you know, similar to the car community that, um, once, or the street car community, I should say, um, at the beginning, they're kind of hesitant to talk to you. They're like, oh, they don't know what to expect. Is this guy just restoring the car because he wants to make money or whatever? But as soon as you kind of show you know, some passion for the history, nerd out a little bit with them, whatever it is, they start wanting to help you a lot more. Right. And like Z car garage, um, you know, I didn't even use their shop that much. You know, I didn't go to their shop that much. I always knew Rob, the, the owner of the shop and he's a really cool guy, really passionate about Z cars. Um, he has another, he has his own 240 Z, uh, 260 Z, I think it's 240 Z, uh, IMSA car that he actually put the old driver back in 2014. Oh, sweet. Yeah. He rebuilt the whole car, had him race at Monterey and, you know, he was in tears. He was in the, on, on the, uh, on the, <laughs> a, a short documentary they had on TV, which was really cool. Perfect. So you could see, you know, that I was really into the cars and, uh, he helped me out so many times. Um, not so much with, you know, taking the car and, and fixing it or whatever, but just with small things, right? Like before an engine, before a race, I had to drop the tranny because they didn't have a pilot bushing in the, in the, um, uh, where the input shaft goes into the engine near, uh, near the, the, the rear main seal. And you just, you know, drop one off in front of his shop. And he's like, come pick it up. And, you know, little things that these racers help you with. Um, but of course, you, there's still a barrier you kind of have to get past. So once you get past it, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, maybe you could run down a little bit of what your, your current garage has. Yeah. Because I know you didn't, you didn't bring a Z on the rally. No. <laughs> so what else do you have? Yeah. Uh, so on the rally, I brought an R32, uh, GTR 1990, um, Nismo edition, um, one of 560 made for homologated for group A racing. Um, you know, uh, oh, that, really? So yeah. That's the N R32, right? Is that the difference? No, so they have the N1, oh. uh, which was after. So, um, in 1990, 89, they built, uh, 560, uh, 560, uh, Nismo models, which, oh, had, so it's a Nismo. Yeah. They had, oh, right. um, front arrow, um, brake ducting. Um, side arrow, gurney flap, um, no ABS, some all small things. Uh, they all, they have a unique bin range. Um, you know, I thought you know, th- these cars are going for a lot of money now, you know, being brought over and you pay a big premium to drive them in California. It takes mm. like, you know, f- 12 weeks to get them smog legal. So I figured if I'm going to invest the money, I better invest one that, you know, uh, the nicest one, uh, nicest yeah. one, but also something that will retain value. Mm. Yeah. And, um, so then that's kind of how the Nismo came about. You know, obviously we all, world um you know kooky for gtrs back in the 90s late 90s when motorex brought them on and the shop out of um, out of uh, santa Ana, uh, uh top rank motorsports um they they bring the cars over and actually part of the the management did originally come from motorex but not the shady side of it <laughs> um but uh yeah they bought that car and um it's been great i mean it's it's down right now but uh uh, it was a lot of fun on the rally, super smooth and comfortable. Yeah, it was a definite yeah. crowd favorite. Um, Project car update though, was, why is it down? Uh, actually, it happened twice, but I was driving up Highway 9. Sky- First time was up Highway 9, second time was the Skyline. The intercooler hose blew off uh-huh. twice already. Dang. Um, different sides. 
so I'm just looking at what options are to maybe better duct, better ducting or even um, I use these you know special clamps on the race car that aren't, aren't your typical you know uh, screwdriver Screw type, clamps. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the bolt type where you actually put a bolt in and they they come out mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. stronger stronger clamps. So uh, but other than that, you know it's been it's been pretty reliable. Nice. Um, Did you remove the uh, high cast thing or defeat it? Or I didn't. Um, I, I'm kind of torn. Um, I think if what's I high cast? High cast is four wheel steer. Oh, okay. Right? So the the rear wheels. I'm not sure if it's like two percent or one percent, but they definitely you can feel the difference when you're mid corner. Like the car just you steer in, and it almost feels like it wants to steer a little bit more, and then you kind mm. of back off a little bit until you get used to. it, Then you can go in pretty smooth. But um, I kind of like it because it's like the nature of the car. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of disturbing when you're high speed mm. mid corner. Uh, so if I start tracking the car or something like that, I'll probably take out, take it off. Sounds like it's kind of slow reacting compared yeah, to like, probably just have to get used to it. Yeah. You have to get used to it. I yeah, think slow reacting. You don't have to get used to the new 911 with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, so yeah, it's fluid, not advanced, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nineties technology to yeah. eight, the late eighties technology. Super advanced. And I think advanced. they use it on a few other Nissans, maybe the 300 ZX. I could be wrong. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of all the cars I kind of tie to some sort of, you know, historic uh, racing history pedigree. Significance. Yeah, I mean, the Nismas are cool because they they were the first GTR to be homologated. They raced in Group A. They won like twenty nine out of twenty nine races. Hence the Godzilla years. name. <laughs> That's where the Godzilla name came from yeah. from Australia. Um, and then, you know, and then they had the N1 series, they dominated that and they actually, uh, the Australian V8 series is group A, the new group, the current group A, and they actually banned all the GTRs because they were too fast. And no V8. Yeah, no V8. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Um, okay. So you got the skyline. Yeah. Um, the two, four, the fair lady Z, the right hand drive, drive. 70, 70, uh, 71. Um, also the two race cars and then, um, Wow, I'm having a hard time remembering now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the 77 uh, 930 Porsche Turbo oh, Carrera. Of course, of course. How did yeah. you How did you veer off and go Porsche? I mean, uh, I've actually had a few Porsches uh, uh, since 2012. I have had two 964s, uh, 69 911T, mm-hmm. and also the uh, the 930. The 930 was kind of like I mean, I'm sure all of you had some sort of poster or mm-hmm. background photo on your uh, wallpaper of a 930 growing up. That was kind of like the my favorite Porsche. Uh, and then, um, you know, over the last four years, I just run into situations where, you know, there was a Porsche for sale for a decent deal. And then, you know, drive. my, my whole goal was drive it for a year and hopefully sell it for more than I get it. But I'm yeah. not flip because I'm not really in it for that, but you're, you're, you're more like just a, a art, art light. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so would you have a real car? Like a, uh, a boring daily driver car? Uh, my family has a Prius that I drive okay. sometimes, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Your wife has a 997, right? Yeah, a 997.2 uh, C4S. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so I take that out once in a while. I just spot her. I just split tires with her, so I think <laughs> I could drive it a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it. It's quite a garage. Yeah. And you just have a regular house with a driveway? Yeah, well, so two cars in the garage. Uh, my side gate open so I can park uh, in the back. Uh, RV parking going Yeah, on. in the back. Uh, over, over, um, there's an overhang there, so, 
uh, we do that, but nice. I'm s- slowly running out of space. Uh, <laughs> kidnap my parents' garage. You know how it goes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I always, I'm always looking for that angle. So well, we have an investment to make. Uh, our property, our five acre property down oh, by. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we got to put up some uh, steel buildings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Have our warehouse. Steel um, building, yeah. So what's next? You got anything? Your sights set on any uh, um, acquisitions, yeah. art style? You want to trade your swap your keys with someone swap for uh, keys. 355? Well, he just sold a 510. That's true. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you've yeah, got plenty of projects. Yeah, it's yeah. probably more trimming down yeah, you than know, anything. I think I'm dumbing down to focus on the, the next race car just from a, you know, I don't really try to think about it too financially, but we kind of have to. And I think uh, that car is probably going to be the more most bang for the buck with money put into it. Um and I just think it's so cool that, you know, we're coming up on 50 years of 240Z. So, oh, um, interesting. I, my, That's I've, crazy. Yeah, I helped my my other friend actually up north uh, find a, a a local 240Z race car. And, and, and we were both like, okay, the goal is 2019 historics, you know, but without even finishing this this one. So um, the other car's <laughs> yeah. goal is 2019. This this one, I'm trying to soak this this event all in. Because uh, it took what yeah. four or five six years yeah. to get in. Be pretty I cool. got rejected last year. Oh really? really? Yeah. yeah. So the road to this happening. I, I yeah. have no idea how this goes. Like, yeah. So how did you go from being rejected to getting in this? Year? Last year I blame BMW. Yeah. <laughs> last year was a BMW. Yeah. Every yeah. class had a 2002 in it. Mm. Even like the prototype cars had 2002s in it. But anyways, I mean, two years ago there were seven or eight or nine Nissan Datsuns like all lined up, which was really neat. And then you know my car wasn't done. Last year was finally done. And I actually rushed it without sacrificing quality to to enter for that race. And when I entered, the car wasn't done. Um, but for whatever reason, I think only one Nissan got in last year. And you know that class, the IMSA GT class, had a, has a lot of CSLs, has a lot of you know famous yeah. cars. It's, it was it's definitely BMW game. overload. Yeah. Yeah. So. I didn't get in last year and actually right at the same time I got my rejection letter. I started finding out the Bay Area history. Well, Walt Moss was extremely famous and popular in Laguna Seca and the local um, local tracks. So everyone knew him through 70 to 75. No one could touch him, right? So um, a lot of the people on the board were around then or raced then or were screwed awesome. years then, Bam, right? Yeah, so, they, yeah. so I think that helped. I mean, they didn't directly say anything, but, you know, with this year being also 60 years or 70 years of Blue Guna Seca, they're going to do a huge, um, I heard they're going to do a huge tent with a bunch of old historic photos and everything cool. of cars that raced here. And every year there's a, a reward that goes to the best local car. Unfortunately, uh, mine's not painted, you know, <laughs> oh, the, right. the, the right way, but. You, know, you never so. know. Um, so, are you going to be at the prehistorics practicing when we're there? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'll be at the prehistorics. That's its own race, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most people use this testing. Uh, I think about eighty percent of the cars are going to be at the historics yeah. too. Um, I'm using it as a kind of a test day, um, but you know, there's going to be less people in the pits. Yeah. Uh, extremely open. I'm sure you guys have been before. Yep. Um, I'm going to be pitted next to the same people. So more than everyone, which is going to be awesome. And what are the uh, featured marks this year? This year? I don't think, I think it's the 70 or 60 or 70 year. Of, I think it's 60 actually 60 year of Laguna Seca. So they don't That's, really have a mark. Oh, they don't think. have a mark. I don't it's think like they have a mark. Yeah. Did you get the BMW CC email about the E30s? No. Yeah. So today they just sent out because it's this 30th 
uh, for E30s because 87 was mm-hmm. the year that it was intrusive or whatever. And so they're trying to push like, but that's like a BMW CCA yeah. thing. I think I don't even know that might even be for legends of the Autobahn, but I, I thought it was for Laguna. I don't know. I just, I looked at the, I'm not, a, I'm, not a member. I'm not a member. I don't know. Oh, you're not? No, I am. I got that email. Oh, you did? Was it <laughs> for Laguna? Quiet. I don't know. might've been yeah. for the BMW. Time. I didn't read it. Yeah. But. I mean, the, the race should be very good this year. I know a lot of quality cars are going to be there. Um, I think they're going to have an F1, um, Exhibition too, with oh, uh, right. I think Jensen Buttons coming out. Oh right, uh, racing an old Nigel Mansell car or something. Sick. I think. Oh wow, I think. what year? Like a turbo Mansell? car? Or? An old F one eighties car. I mean, they want to be there more, for the weekend. I think a marble car. Dude, I I feel like I got to go to the real weekend. I've never been, and now yeah, I don't know yeah, this history stuff. It's like you see the real, you know, that the 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 official weekend is where yeah, all the I stops think, are pulled out. Yeah, and the vintage. You know, vintage racing is so unique because you're not only out there. I mean, people are driving. I mean, there's certainly people that drive ten tenths, but most of us are driving like seven tenths, right? You want to? I don't want to be that guy that knocks out a nine thirty five, right? And then you have Kanepa driving ten tenths. Oh yeah, he's driving a lap like five times because he's in my group. So um, such a weird group. Yeah, a nine thirty five and a A two forty three. Yeah, so um, little bubble flares. Yeah, but what I think the scarier thing is a lot of the drivers out there are pretty you know they go to a bondarn school they don't yeah and they think they can go you know racing which is is a very different especially with cars that are of this high pedigree and value mm. yeah the worst thing is people overreacting that's a yeah. common thing for newbies and yeah. that would be the worst thing in this scenario yeah, so yeah. that's the adam Carolla is out there yeah <laughs> yeah adam Carolla is a you know he's a good i think he's a good um He's good for the car community in terms of he's actually out there vintage racing. Good for Dotsons. Yeah, too, good for right? Dotsons. You know, I think he actually has a CSL too. He uh, does. Not a very historic one, but he has one black, right? Yeah, black. Yeah. Um, but he'll be out there this year in his 935 that he just acquired. I'm looking forward to seeing him oh, drive the that. Oh, Tropic one? Yeah, six point whatever million dollars. It's a Caneva right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's neat though. You know, you hear a lot of stories. Um, you know, about Paul Newman racing back in the day, super family environment, you know, like have barbecues by the races. And, uh, that's, I think that's how you invented Newman's own. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Adam Kroll is similar too. You know, we were at Coronado last year. They, the race on the airfield, they don't, they stopped it this year. Uh, but he came by and, you know, he's joking around like he usually does. He's like, oh, you know, you have a cheater motor in here. Or like, is that a cheater? <laughs> How big are those rotors? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, okay. And then, um, you know, he didn't talk after I left him. <laughs> but, uh, no, he was in a 610, so it, it's, it's very fair. But, um, but, uh, you know, great for the community, I think. Oh, yeah, uh, great for sure. For Dotson's. Yeah, he's really into it and pushes the whole, I mean, the whole. Uh, passion for it. Yeah. 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 Um, dude, I am amped for the historics. I know. know. Well, we'll be there barbecuing just like Paul Newman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically the same thing. (laughs) Same thing. Less Christmas movies, but no, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll be, we'll be cheering you on for sure. Um, I think it's that time. Yep. So. It's trivia time. How are you at trivia, Glenn? I don't know. Probably pretty good. All your historical All this research, research, yeah. It's Dotson's, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That's up to Warren. Yeah, and he right. just laughed at that, so I don't <laughs> think you're... <laughs> Dotson's. Um, I was just thinking about the fact that when I drive around Santa Cruz, I don't see any TDI Volkswagens. Which is weird, because... 
two years ago, it would have been that's all you saw. Like thirty percent of the cars, thirty percent of the cars in Santa Cruz. Um, they're saying uh, per week, how many are Volkswagen buying back? Oh, I didn't know they were still buying them back. Yeah, I know they're selling them already. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Per week, what do you think the you know ballpark number is? Actively selling TDIs. Buying. 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 I'm like, what's <laughs> what's what happened? <laughs> what's happening? Uh, twenty five hundred uh, total nationwide. You're saying? Yeah. No, it's Santa Cruz. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What, what's Art, Art's distracting me with um, these little cell phone things here. So uh, ten. Nationwide per week. Wait, you Santa, said. Santa Cruz. You said per week. What's happening now? No, not Santa Cruz. Not Santa Cruz. No. Okay, that was a joke. Wow. <laughs> three hundred. Go and sit in the corner for uh, three hundred per week. Glenn, that's guess. probably low. Uh, five hundred. Nationwide, fifteen thousand. Wow. Still. Dang. And they, I guess they're storing them at. Pontiac, Michigan, the old Silverdome. But dude, they got they got in trouble, or the, they the were city like was fined. suing them, or yeah, fined, yeah, because they didn't have the right permits to keep cars just sitting there. And they were talking about maybe sitting on them for years. What I would be super curious to know where exactly where I mine know. is. You know, It'd like maybe weird. if I would have like inserted a little GPS It'd device, very you odd know, to watch that track, just yeah. see where it is, where like it up, and it's just yeah. Sitting. Are they just forklifting them on top of each other, or what? They're, they're gonna try to fix them and either they're, they're to already. Market. Supposedly selling them inside our market, you know, in the United States, because they already have the fix. Oh, I don't really? think that's only for the newer cars, uh, not yours, like the 2014. Oh, newer. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I wish I would have thought of that this GPS thing earlier. That I know that would be very interesting fun for tracking. It is um, weird to get rid of a car and not like give it to a person. Yeah. <laughs> Or even a dealership. Or I never thought about it until We're now. We're take that away from you. Thank yeah. you. Don't touch it. And I feel kind of bad. It's just sitting in a stadium with all these other yeah. dirty cars. Totally fine car. <laughs> just what like that. Yeah. It was detailed. <laughs> it was detailed. That does, that does sound better. That better life. Like, yeah, like I, as long as someone's taking care of it, you know? Yeah. Like I feel I try to take care of it a little bit. The reason yeah. I was thinking about no that door is dings, that you there know? was a recent story that uh, Mercedes-Benz has issued a recall to all of their current diesels. Before they get fined, but this is in Europe only. The U.S. hasn't made any uh, moves yet. But $255 million recall for all of their modern diesels because uh-huh. of the same scandal. Dang. And like we talked about back in the day, the Volkswagen engineers weren't just – they have friends that were at Mercedes. and Dude, and it's uh, – did you get your random $300 check in the mail? Yeah. Yeah. What? So from Bosch or something? Bosch. <laughs> So I got yeah, it was like totally un. I was just opening the mail and I had a three hundred dollar check or whatever. Because Bosch was the manufacturer. Yeah, so for Um, those that signed up and gave the cars back, they were automatically enrolled in this Bosch settlement or whatever. You know they're gonna do with all of them. They're gonna sell them in thirty years as collector cars of the big scandal. I know. Sell for more money. (laughs) The Monterey Historics is gonna have the VW diesel group mark. Yeah, and it's gonna be all these cars. There's hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah, do we know numbers? Like how many they actually said two hundred thousand were sitting uh, in that parking lot. I think forget what the number was. Find out what that parking lot is. Uh, they also aren't offering a uh, Buy back to the newer ones, like twenty. If you have a twenty fifteen Cayenne diesel, there's no buyback option. You have to wait for them to come up with a fix, uh, okay. because they can fix it. I guess it has yeah. the, you know, the AdBlue or whatever. Uh-huh. 
still, that's kind of shitty. You have this kind of branded car that's always going to be looked at as a lesser... Whatever, you're skating by with one of the few diesels that can get guess, through. It's, dude. Not get it's a rad car. I'd be, you know, being able to keep it as nice. But after the fix, do you think it's going to have the same performance? Uh, well, that, that does... Yeah, right. I, f- well, I forgot a, about all those things. That's a whole thing, right? Yeah, that like is. The whole, will it have the same performance and fuel mileage? Right. Because that's a big... That's if, a if, huge. It, if it doesn't match exactly what it had before... Then you should be able to give it right. back because and my you point didn't is, buy that car. The details on the the buyback was those cars aren't included. You have mm. to wait till the fix comes out. So if you bought that hundred thousand dollar Cayenne diesel, you now have this car that is in limbo, sort of. Yeah, they have mm. given a little bit of money, maybe, but yeah, I, uh, I have a friend with a Cayenne diesel, and we have customers with them, and they were asking me, and it's like. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of bummed. You, I, if you could sell it back, I would sell it back immediately, but you yeah. can't. Um, all right, so back to Dotson. What do you know about Dotson, huh? Hopefully everything. <laughs> <laughs> when did they phase out the brand Dotson? And I know they made a re- resurgence, but not in our market. But right. Wait, can Glen go last? Yeah, yeah Glen yeah. Asco last. 1985. Okay. I was going to go mini trivia and, and ask Brian where that uh, resurgence is because it's a very specific market. Yeah, as far as I India? know, it is in India. But um, hey, look at the trivia guy! Look at the trivia guy. Warren won that one, by the way. Gotta acknowledge that. Thank you. Just give the answer, Art. Wait, what? Did you give a number? He said eighty-five. Eighty-five. I go eighty-two. Eighty-three. Uh, Master Glenn is going to answer. Throughout a month, too. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it was. was uh, and the name of the guy who issued the call and signed well, the paper. I'll just say eighty-four for the sake of it, because I feel like there was. Uh, a, a period where they labeled cars both Nissan and Datsun. Yeah, was that Datsun yeah. Maxima. Yeah. The this Nissan is just straight it. Wikipedia, so I don't know. But Brian, eighty-five, nineteen eighty-six, March of eighty-six. Nissan phased out the Datsun brand. That's phased out. That's right. Yeah, but that's like phased out. It was just because it was my answer. No, uh, no one likes doing his EXs anyway. No <laughs> kidding. It says March of '86. Yeah. Well, what's does it say anything about the last model that was named Datsun? That's I mean, like a 200 SX or something. I can get in there, but yeah, because uh, 300 ZXs were all Nissan branded, right? Yeah, I, think I was they had just going with the science. I was the first the Z31, the Datsun, and then Nissan. Nissan, yeah. So I guess yeah. phasing out would be completely. Getting rid of the Datsun yeah, at yeah. all? I was I was going straight uh, based on the pickups and like the Nissan hard body pickup was a Nissan, uh, at, but then I think the previous generation was D- Datsun or shared. Yeah, and I think that that was probably introduced around eighty eighty five eighty six or mine. No, yeah, actually mine was a an eighty six and a half is when they introduced the. I, I think it might be eighty six and a half. And Datsun was their way of. Appealing to Americans, right? They named it Datsun because they didn't want to tarnish the Nissan name if it failed. It was a big venture in the late 60s. Uh, Yutaka Katayama, he was like the, they call him the father of the Z car, but he was, uh, he was the guy in Who signed all the glove boxes. I, I think he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he did. Really I, did I think he, he didn't do a good job. He didn't do a good job in Japan and they kind of like, banished him to the U.S. and sell cars in the U.S., which is, you know, an absolute failure. And then, of course, it did well. So, Oh, I have a question for you, Glenn. 19, it was like 98, right? They brought out the 240Zs yeah. and they Vintage had those rebuilt. Yeah. yeah, they were like crazy. They were only like 20 grand. 20 there. grand, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Where, where are those cars? Have you seen them? Because so, I've never seen them pop up. The gentleman mentioned earlier who rebuilt the, um, the BRE car uh, that lives in Georgia, he's actually owned, I think... There were maybe 20, I want to say 26 cars. He's owned like 
twelve of them or something. Like, but they're all still around. I mean, they're did they, they are they, they did because they didn't sell well. I know. Yeah, they didn't sell well. The the quality was there was several different shops doing it, and then also sometimes you would get mismatched parts. Yeah, that's um, too bad. You know, I I think I always pictured them a, being perfect, factory perfect. Yeah, you know? yeah, you would think. But um, I'm pretty sure most of them are still around. It's just, you know, I mean... They're are they worth fixed. more? Mm, mm, that's hard to say. They probably will be eventually. They probably will be. I wonder if any have hit Bring a Trailer. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I've just never seen them. I mean, I would feel like... I feel like they would be worth a lot because they're one of 26, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you would think it would have this huge premium. I also thought that that would, like rise the value of 240Zs yeah. and it didn't really it didn't do anything to them yeah. after that happened I think it was more to it was also the, to to um, push the 350 oh yeah bring hype up last question where does the name Fair Lady come from oh I know this one alright it's from a play or a movie I guess it depends on where you want to you want to play tell us more uh, it's a Broadway play and um, I think was it Katayama, yeah. who actually liked yeah, it, and, so. and he My thought it would, it would appeal to the U.S. Where, market. Where did they? How did they use it? How did they? How did they bring it to? Uh, to Dotson? Like their ads. <laughs> like it, was that? They put it on a roadster first. Right. Well, yeah. um, according to Wikipedia, uh, 1964 Olympics, they decided to make a really nice showroom in Tokyo, and <laughs> they they brought in beautiful women, and they called them fair ladies. There's like 10 to start with, and then they ended up having, you know, 20 or 30 that would go around the showroom and show you the cars and stuff. And then that name caught on for their roadster. Oh, it sounds like a party in Silicon Valley these days. Does it? Yeah, they just... <laughs> <laughs> Those are all Russian. Oh, those yeah. are Russian. Sorry. No, yeah. So, fair lady. Uh, my fair lady. My fair lady? That's interesting. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. What does SSS stand for? Or what's the deal with that, that? I don't know. Yeah. That's more... It's the Bluebird SSS, yeah, right? Like Bluebird, super, yeah. super sport. <laughs> yeah. Super, pretty good. <laughs> it's like a super sport, but more super. More super. Really super. One more super. One more super. <laughs> super, super, super. Yeah. yeah. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Yeah, yeah thanks, I really appreciate it. That was, that was very cool. And good luck, dude. Thank yeah. you. Getting thank it all you. together. Can you maybe beat Bruce Canepa? Oh, yeah. <laughs> can, can break, just do that? Break check him. You should have hard to slap some turbos on it the night before. Dude, yeah. and Brian back. Over your hood and you'll be good to go. <laughs> if you want, it's easy. It's just metal. <laughs> Nothing easier than a turbo um, yeah. carbureted carbureted setup. That's yeah. true. That's turbocharged yeah. carbureted setup. That's why they're still in existence. Totally. Today. Yeah. My goal is, is just not finish last month of Dotsons and hopefully mid pack. So okay. we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll be we'll be watching you from the campsite. We'll be cheering you on. Um, cool. Well, cool. we'll see you out there and uh, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. there was a venue you know i mean what other venue like the ham eBay. ham radio like you would just go live and just <laughs> <laughs> we got a, a, a breaker, breaker, breaker a skylark uh, for sale <laughs>